Welcome back to Knoxville Southern Gentlemen. I'm Ricky. And I'm Sean. And this is a very special episode. We are in the same room, almost in the same chair. It's crazy. Yes, we are in your office. It is quite tiny, but I like it because you have stuff on the walls, so it's better sound deadening material than what I'm normally working with. Got goofy shit on the walls. What's that place? Uh, 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 Shenanigans. Shenanigans. That's right. Uh, it is August the 12th, and we have had a busy week, and so has Hollywood. Tonight is the grand opening of the Melba Theater, so I drove up so that we can go to this grand opening together. We're, we're going to the late show. Right, we're going we're, to see Raiders of the Lost Ark. And this is pretty cool. We get to go to nearly a 100-year-old theater that has been fully restored to modern-day technology but still has an old-timey feel to it. Absolutely. They've updated everything, and it looks amazing. They've got some old uh, wall sconces they've relit. They're going to have spotlights out tonight, red carpet, and everything. That's going to be awesome. I am excited, so I was able to come up here early. We're able to do a live recording. We don't have to worry about lag. It's amazing. The Rogue One trailer that we had spoke about previous episode that we had watched through you know, somebody's cell phone has come out, and we're able to watch it in full HD. Well, let's make a correction there. It's not the same trailer they showed at Comic-Con. It is a new trailer. It is. It is. It, I can tell already that it had a few different scenes in it from the San Diego Comic-Con. Like, just off the top of my head, the Vader scene at the end... Is different. Is different. It, it, it's the same thing, I believe, only very shortened. Uh, we got to see Alan Tudyk's character, very tall robot, and I don't remember his name, but he's he's a little funny in it. We saw who else did we see? We saw the face of uh, General, right? With the cape, right? And I'm still trying to figure out who the the male lead is. We we've seen the female lead, and now I'm trying to figure out who the male lead is. Who who the captain that Alan Tudyk's robot is speaking about? I don't know. I haven't looked at it. I, neither do I. But I liked it. It looked good. I mean, it's getting me pumped for December. Bring it on, because I'll be there just like I was for Episode 7. I, I'm excited for this story. For It's kind of weird. I, I just watched A New Hope not even three hours ago. Uh, woke up. Felt like A New Hope day, so we watched that. And... Star Wars on the brain, so, man, watching the Rogue One trailer like we did a minute ago, it looks awesome. I'm ready to watch the whole movie. I'm ready to see where these characters are going, who they are, what they're doing, getting the Death Star data. Do you think we'll see R2-D2? I think we'll see a bunch of cameos. Possibly the droids, possibly some uh, bounty hunters, uh, has been rumored, but... I'm just excited to see the movie. I want Doctor Strange, I want Star Wars, I want them in my life, and let's do it. It's going to be awesome. Now, a movie that I really like has a potential reboot. And I need to get your opinion on the guy playing him. What I'm speaking about is Jason Momoa is being rumored to be in the Crow reboot. I'm fine with Jason Momoa. I've, I've never watched him on Stargate Atlantis. Most of what I've seen from him is Game of Thrones, of course. I, he was great in that. Uh, I was really sad to, uh, spoilers, see him go from that series. But he's he's been fine in anything I've seen him in, and I think he'd be a great crow. We are talking about probably the most yoked-out crow 
you'll ever see in your life. Like, if I seen this crow coming towards me, I would be scared to death. He's going to be a monster. And, I don't know. I, I think we're ready for a crow reboot, I guess. The crow is iconic. And, it... It, it falls under, you know, I mean, it, it's a, a comic book. Eventually, uh, James Obar did that. Do you remember? He was at uh, a con we were at two cons ago. Mm-hmm. Is that where James Obar, uh, the Little yeah. Rock Comic Con? Yeah. And, of course, now The Crow uh, was a, a comic book in, in, 90, er, in, in the early 90s. Then was made a movie with Brandon Lee, very famously. A very good cult movie, of course. Uh, but it was very good. It was the first movie I saw in college. I saw it for $2 at a Cineplex in, in Jonesboro. Love that movie ever since then. Yeah, and, and it was made iconic due to the tragic death of Brandon Lee during the filming of this. Right, so yeah. we hope that maybe if they do a reboot, they'll shake off all those bads and go on and make a great movie. So we get another reboot once again. I mean, I'm okay with reboots, but... Hollywood needs to get some more stories. Yeah. Moving on to some exciting news for me. Aquaman, the villain of the Aquaman movie, has been proposed to be somebody else for a long time. But, as revealed in this article, Black Manta, who I have always thought was the best DC villain, just visually loved Black Manta from Superman, uh, Super Friends on up. I've always liked Black Manta. I think that mask is badass, and I want to see that I, on the screen. I like Black Manta. I mean, um, the most recent interaction, or close to you can say interaction, I've had with Black Manta is watching Young Justice Season 2. Yeah, he was great on Young Justice. And and so was The Sun, uh, the Aqualad. Aqualad. Yeah. Right. I was going to ask, do you think do you think we'll get a, uh, maybe at the end, maybe we'll see something for Aqualad showing up at some point in time later in the the Justice League series. I don't know if DC is that smart about it. So You know, because, you know, if you were smart about it, you could lay these Easter eggs for the Teen Titans to show up at a later date. But, like you said... Well, now, there there is the possibility that... I mean, I think they've stated that uh, Nightwing is out there. Like... The, they did state the Robin that is dead in Batman v Superman was the Jason Todd Robin. Right, right. I mean, that, that's the way I've always thought. I've always thought this Joker is post-death in the family. We are talking about the same one that's in Suicide Squad. So that's the reason his teeth are so jacked up is because at some point in time, Batman has beat the teeth out of his face. And so it just makes sense... That eventually you would get a Teen's Titan, Teen Titans movie, which sounds awesome, but who knows if that'll ever happen. Right. And uh, our next article relates to two movies. Uh, you've got Ghostbusters, and I want to bring up, unfortunately, Warcraft. Okay. Um, well, as I had titled it, Ghost Busted, Sony has said that there will be no Ghostbusters sequel it is a $70 million loss, and I couldn't be happier about it. And uh, let me just roll in and say, you know, th- this is to Paul Feig. You, we won. You're not getting another movie. You're not getting another reboot. And can, can I go ahead and lead into 
You want to go to that article? I want to go. go I want to go to. I want to go to my rant. There you go. Right go now. to your article. Do it. The, the, there has been an article. Uh, I'm I'm pretty active on Twitter, so uh, I see lots of crazy stuff, and there's lots of crazy stuff said out there by people that I disagree with. But guess what? You have the right to say what you want in this country, and that's just one of the rights we have. I have fought for that right personally. So when people say stuff, I may not like it. There's a lot of people that say a lot of stuff. And what I'm getting around to is earlier this week, a person on Twitter named the Bardock, Bardock Obama tweeted, Plans for Ghostbusters sequel is squashed. We did it, everyone. It seems pretty harmless in that tweet. He, he said nothing worse than I've said about his movie. But apparently, Paul Figg sees this tweet, gets utterly offended by it, and sicks all of his followers on this guy, telling them him to kill himself, telling him he's a misogynist, calling him all sorts of names and stuff. And you would think, with all this stuff going on, that Twitter would be like, Hey, you you shouldn't tell people to kill themselves. <laughs> now that's true. I I, but, I believe in that firmly. You shouldn't right, tell right, people to right. Kill that, that's not nice stuff to say. So maybe the Twitter police would get onto Paul Figg's fan group that is jumping all over this guy and tell them to stop. But no, what do they do? They lock the Bardock Obama's account and then message him and tell him he has to delete his tweet. Before they'll reactivate his account, I, I believe I've heard that before. I, I think that term is called censorship. I hate censorship. That is the most ridiculous thing ever. I I've seriously thought about repeating the exact same stuff and just spamming it to Paul Fig just to see what would happen. I want to see. I want to create another account just to tweet to this guy and see if I can get an account banned and be like. Really? This is what happens? I would have actual proof that there is unjust censorship on Twitter. And that, that's ridiculous. There, there's a difference between the censorship that we, we've seen, I have seen personally, during a sports, sporting event. Uh, there was, a couple of years ago, there was an event with, what's her name? Oh my goodness. And anyway, it's an actress, and she was a fan of a certain team, and another fan base started pouncing on her, telling her the normal, kill yourself, that they were going to do horrible things to her, and guess what? They Twitter helped her track them down so that she could file lawsuits against them because they were saying bad things. But I just don't understand this because this is that stupid Ghostbusters movie that everybody has, either you love it or you hate it, I'm not... We haven't seen it. Right. Obviously, you know where I stand on it. I'm not going... <laughs> I think so. I'm I think, not I going to watch it. Yeah. But for this to happen is... Right. And, and on, ridiculous. And on either side of the fence, I mean, the stuff that was tweeted at Leslie Jones, you know, those people just, just need shut down and kicked off Twitter and, you know, because they were saying kill yourself they right. were making racist comments right. you know that kind of stuff and that that's not and, and what guess, people need to do you know it's it's a movie it, it's it's a performance you can critique it you can like it you cannot like it you can't tell somebody to kill themselves you can't tell somebody 
that you're uh, going to harm them in any way, shape, or absolutely. form. That, that, absolutely. That, that, is, that is unacceptable. I'm 100% on that. But the, the fact that, you know, with the Leslie Jones situation, uh, a lot of those people that said things had their accounts shut down. But with this, it... Right, it, it went it, the other way. It went the other way, and the person that made the the non-harmful tweet is the one that got their account shut down, and that is just ridiculous to me. That's upsetting, and, you know, I, I could go on about how I, I hate censorship, but I, I'm glad maybe I have a form of medium that I can reach people, and guess what? They can hear it. They can hear it for free, and... I would love to know your your feedback on this. Let let me know where you stand on this, and we we are free to move on, sir. Absolutely. Flash says DC won't learn from their mistakes. Oh, Ezra Miller. I'm sorry. Ezra Miller. That's right. Like what did Grant Gustin say? Oh, oh, the other guy. The other guy. The other guy. It looks like they're talking about that everybody is moving forward without the reviews be damned and. Suicide Squad, the number Suicide Squad did this weekend kind of uh, show that. I mean, they it critics be damned. Suicide Squad did phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, it's making good money. And I've heard quite a few people that have really enjoyed the movie. Now, whenever I have bring up the stuff that uh, we have talked about, the choppiness of the editing, the, the way stuff is put together, the, the, the story structure, people have said that, uh, have agreed it wasn't that great, but the visuals, the characters, the people they love in the movies was enough for them. They thought it was worth it. And Suicide Squad looks like it's going to be a success. Uh, just and, and just on the sheer performance and the likability of the character. That's right. And, you know, like I told you last week was I went in, you know, optimistic, apprehensive, but yet optimistic. And I walked out satisfied. I know I said a lot of things last week that was very critical of this movie. And that was right after I'd seen it. I've had a week to stew on it. I've spoke to people about work at, at it, and they've heard my opinions. It was way better put together than Batman v Superman. But the thing is, is I, I compare it to a Marvel movie all the time. You know, when when I go into one of these movies, I'm going to compare it to the Avengers. I'm going to compare it to Captain America Civil War. Other movies where they assemble groups of superheroes and are able to feed you a backstory for each one and still pull off a great movie. I know I was very critical with Suicide Squad, but I did leave the theater satisfied and I fully can see where... Anybody that is slightly less casual than I, or more casual than I, would would very much enjoy it. I I was being critical from a comic book standpoint. Right, and a lot a lot of what I heard before the movie was out was that people were comparing it to the Dirty Dozen, which is the concept that Suicide Squad is based on. But after people saw the movie, I heard them comparing a lot to Guardians of the Galaxy, which also kind of fits that concept. They didn't say it was as good as Guardians of the Galaxy, and Guardians of the Galaxy is a great movie that I was personally worried about could have been Marvel's first big failure based on that it wasn't the original Guardians of the Galaxy. It was this new team. It was this guy that I personally didn't know because I didn't watch 
Parks and Rec. I didn't know his range. And, you know, that turned out being one of my favorite Marvel movies. And, you know, it's possible when I finally do watch Suicide Squad, it may be one of the movies I enjoy. I, I hope you do. I, I'm interested to see your take when you're able to see it. And, but now I did want to hit back on something that we talked about earlier. Uh, along with the Ghostbusters reporting a $70 million loss, Warcraft, which is a, a property that uh, me and Sean have both uh, uh, dipped our toes in or, or, or went head first and over and, and came back up on the other side. Yes. Um, it reported a $30 million loss, even with the phenomenal Chinese numbers it did. It probably will not get a sequel, unfortunately. So uh, that's that's we also wanted to report on that too. Um, it looks like also we get some. We knew that Fox was ca- uh, looking at a series uh, called Hellfire. They are moving forward with Legion, but they they reported their series Hellfire was canceled, and they have spoken a little bit about that officially. Uh, they mentioned that the series didn't work the way they wanted it to. It felt more. Uh, like an installment rather than a feature, and uh, they just didn't think it was it was that they they could do it justice. Right, right. Just like uh, what was the other Marvel show they were going to do? Um, Marvel's Most Wanted with right. uh, 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 Adrian Palicki and and the Nick guy from Agents of Shield. So I mean, and and I have no problem with that. You know, I don't. Uh, uh, bemoan when a series doesn't make it to television uh, even if I like it because you know if it wasn't going to be done properly I'd rather wait a few years and get an amazing version of it than them try to push something out to try to uh, uh, get just people to, just in to there. appease the audience right, and, and yeah. put material out there. Just, if it's not the right time, if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. That's right, and you know I mean that that's kind of sad because Hellfire Club is really cool, so maybe that'll go back on a burner. Sit back there, stew for a bit, and then somebody will pick it up later and be able to say, well, just make the tweaks here, and bam, all of a sudden it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, you... <laughs> uh, see, I, I'm not I'm not big on Flash. I'm not big on Supergirl. So th- this, I'm interested in. But in now, take- you were big on Joss Whedon. <laughs> I, I am big on Joss. I am big on Joss Whedon. He is... He is a god in the, the the comic book nerd, geek, whatever have you realm. Uh, we all appreciate Joss. We all love Joss and the stuff that he's given us. Right, and I wasn't a I wasn't a Joss fan. I never was a uh, Buffy guy. I wasn't a Angel guy, and I didn't I didn't know really what people were talking about when they said Joss. But then I did watch Firefly. And then I did watch Avengers and uh, and, and Serenity. Well, I skipped Serenity. Did, did you watch Doctor Horrible Sing Long Blog? I did, and and that was okay. I've watched it so many times. I could I could straight up sing you every single song. Yeah, I'm not even... that fan of Joss, but whenever Joss got to the Marvel universe, he had my money. Right, right, and, and what we're getting to here is Joss may direct. A episode or two of Flash Supergirl crossover and looks like it may be a musical which if you've watched any of Joss's stuff he loves musicals he did Dr. Horrible Sing Long Blog 
Uh, there's a couple of episodes, I believe, of Buffy where there's a demon that can make them sing, and they have a couple of musical episodes. So now we're going to see Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow, I believe, all sing us a song. Well, I can tell you this. I mean, you're having fun watching those shows. It's fine with me. I don't They're care. great filler episodes. And, you know, any anytime we get to see the work of Joss, uh, I am fully on board and we'll probably... Right, and plus Kevin Smith is also coming back to do some episodes I know, I saw that. I love Kevin Smith. Anything that he does. You, you know, these two directors picking this show up, that that's just incentive for me to finally sit down and watch all of this because I want to get to the point where these directors... So screw Ricky's opinion. Now that Joss is on, I'm on board. Well, <laughs> Joss swings a little more weight than you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You calling me fat? Um, mm, looks like we have some bad news about the Wonder Woman movie. Alleged bad Alle- well, news. Yeah, alleged bad news. Let's talk about that. Uh, we have seen a rant posted by somebody who claims to have been a former, uh, former employee of uh, Warner Brothers. Yes. Who uh, sees a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. That was complaining that it's it's the same old same old uh, in in the boardroom with these movies that um, nothing's wrong everything's fine. Uh, well, there's a problem. Let's look at the problem. Oh, Suicide Squad did great. We're fine. And they're saying Wonder Woman is a mess, even though the trailer was great. Which once again they would say everything's fine. Um, they're saying it is a complete mess. That, that's sad because I mean the Suicide Squad trailer looked amazing and no I agree we, yes. we we know where we stood on that movie well and we had stated previously that we watched that Justice League piece together uh, that we got from San Diego Comic Con and then we got the Wonder Woman trailer and it looked amazing like everything in there was like. I need to go see this movie. The pitch was right. The tone was right. Yes. The, the look was right. The no. the fighting was right. I mean, everything looked right about that. So, so are we getting a disgruntled former employee's take on it? Or do these goofballs in suits just, they don't care? Yep, it's good. You know, like, some somebody actually puts forth time and effort to put together, you know, I'm sure several scenes of a movie... They go to show it to an exec, and he just goes, yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> like, d- does he know what he's talking about? Does he even have any clue as to, does he have the ability to critique? Obviously, this employee does not believe the people in the suits at DC have any idea what they're talking about. So, it, and, and he makes a good point, and here's a quote from... Uh, the person talking, he says, you just don't get it. It's not just DC movies. It's the whole slight at Warner Brothers. Jupiter Ascending, Get Hard, Hot Pursuit, Max, Vacation, Pan, Point Break. Pan, people lost their jobs and you decide Pan was a good idea. <laughs> Which is is a completely valid point. Um, you know, but that, that doesn't give any more credence than anybody else talking about it. But right. it's just... It's interesting to see... It's uh, believable in, in today's atmosphere. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, to, to put your neck out there 
assist in making this movie that you're, you're going to depend on this movie doing well so that you can get your name out there and keep going as what your job is and then all of a sudden the people that are actually putting together this movie don't care what it looks like they don't care about anything and they just approve I stamp yes on everything everybody gets happy yes 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 we do all this stuff and then you end up with a pile of crap at the end of it and everybody gets fired and people get bonuses it's fine yes as long as the suits get bonuses that's all that matters uh, now speaking about the flash uh, we did get some news about of course we know that flashpoint isn't going to be the whole season of flash uh, it looks like Gorilla City is going to be a two-part uh, episode arc in The Flash, which is kind of exciting. Last season, we did get a glimpse of uh, Gorilla City whenever Grodd was sent to Earth 2, I believe. Oh, so Grodd's been in there? Oh, but, yeah. Okay, so we know about the Gorilla world and all that stuff. Well, uh, the way they did Grodd, uh, Grodd was actually... And if you haven't seen the series, uh, of course, there's a... Uh, particle accelerator experiment that goes wrong and affects that's what uh, causes all these people to have superpowers well uh, Grodd was being experimented on at the particle accelerator facility by spoilers uh, reverse flash and uh, uh, Clancy Brown I can't remember his character's name <laughs> but he's in there and of course he's the voice of Grodd also right and uh, Grodd ends up becoming super smart and he thinks the reverse flash is his, his father, his creator. And they end up uh, later on in season two capturing him and sending him over to Earth 2 where he finds a gorilla city. Okay, so, so do you think we'll get uh, the full on Justice League? Do you think this is the need for. Superman? No, no, they won't do that. Uh, I don't think. I mean, it's possible. I mean, they have Superman now. You, you do have Superman there. You have Supergirl. You have members of the Justice League. And in the animated series, a lot of them were involved in the Gorilla City And episodes. actually, I haven't thought to talk to you about this. Now, in uh, Season 2 of... Legends of Tomorrow, they actually will be introducing the Legion of Doom, which is Ooh. all they will have. Uh, Captain Cold will be part of it, and some of the other Rogues Gallery uh, will be will be called name dropped Legion of Doom. So. It, it really feels. I mean, I'm gonna have to get involved. I'm gonna if there's a big Darth Vader shaped uh, 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 secret base in a swamp, I will flip the heck out, man. I, I was going to say if we get to see. At the Legion of Doom, and then and then we get to see the scene like it pops up out of the water or something. It's going to be awesome. Get the old guy from Caddyshack. <laughs> yes, it's going to just ah. Oh, I'm gonna have to get. Meanwhile, involved. back at the Hall of Justice, it's going to be amazing. Like, and I'm excited for Gorilla City. See, you're getting me involved in DC Universe, and I'm going to have to check it out. So, I guess I know where my time will be spent in the upcoming weeks. I'm finally going to have to sit down and watch some DC episodes. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. I just wanted to get that in there. That's awesome. And that'll lead us to Have You Seen It for the Week? You know, where we, we see if, if you've seen the movies that we enjoy watching that uh, you might not have seen. Mine for this week that I've selected from Ricky's shelf because I was ill-prepared when I came over to his house 
is Super 8. It is an awesome movie. I don't remember how it did at the box office, whether it was well accepted or not, but it, it was... I, I really enjoyed it. I've seen it in the theaters. It's, it's done by my boy, J.J. Abrams. I'm a big J.J. guy. And produced by Steven Spielberg. And it, it's one of those first movies that tried to bring us back to that 80s feel in the modern era is what I feel like. Um, you know, we have we have a group of children. We have parents that are going through crisis. And we have an alien that we really don't learn about much about the alien till the very end. And it is a very good movie. It's the acting is is incredible. I always think. Yeah, it's very very Spielberg, E.T., very Goonies. Yes. Yeah, it, it it brings that feeling back to you. You had watching that stuff, and the the children are great. They give uh, great performances. The daughter. Of well, one of the guys, the the young girl in the movie, it gives a phenomenal performance. Um, and oh, I oh. recently watched this again with my son, and he loved it. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I didn't know that, and I love it because you know you get to see the big bad government. I always love it when they portray the military as so horrible and evil in these movies, and then you get to see the shock and awe as these children totally undermine and outwit. A lot of a lot of smart adults supposedly. Yeah, I thought that general guy died in the uh, 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 CDC when he blew it up on Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I didn't even. I was think like, about what's he that. doing here? He's supposed to be back at the CDC. So, so my choice for this week is Super Eight. If you haven't seen it, I I highly suggest renting it. Find it on uh, a streaming service and give it a watch. Uh, it, it's very family friendly. You can watch it in any atmosphere with almost any age children. Yeah, and honestly, it didn't do that well at the box office, I don't believe. So you can find it in the probably the five seven dollar bin, even on Blu-ray, and it's it's a hell of a get if you can just pick it up sometime. Um, with the holidays getting approaching closer, uh, there's been talk about movies at work, and we have been talking about Halloween movies now. A lot of a lot of the talk was like, I don't watch those. But the people that did enjoy uh, were reminiscing about what they do ha every Halloween, every Christmas, every right, Thanksgiving. Right. So my movie is going to be one of my favorites. And I'm now, I'm not a big horror guy. Now, oh. Sean is. Yes. A couple other people I know are. But one movie that I could not stay away from as a child, especially around Halloween time, was Stephen King's Christine. And this is a movie about, of course, um, it's not ever specifically stated that it's uh, haunted or if it's possessed, but it's about a car. It's a 1958 Plymouth Fury, which is an amazing looking car. I mean, it's not something, it's not like a 56 Chevrolet you see in every movie. It's, it's just a unique car to this movie, and it, it's iconic. But it's not just the car. The story is great. Um, it's about a young kid who gets his first car uh, and his best friend. And the kid who gets the car is kind of a shy, nerd kind of guy. And the car starts affecting him. The car the car is uh, quote-unquote possessed, and it does things on its own. It can heal itself. It, does, it has supernatural powers like any Stephen King movie does. Right. But it's, it's told really well. Uh, the movie is directed really well. It's real exciting. It's kind of... It's not... 
scary in the same way where your normal bad guy is some supernatural person or a or a thing or or somebody going crazy it's a car it's just a different feeling about it and i was always comfortable watching this uh, now there there is some language in the first. If you have young children, I don't suggest you watch this with uh, with a child in the room. Uh, if if you get a chance to watch this movie, especially around Halloween, uh, this is one of my favorites. I will be watching this this Halloween. That, that's a good that's a good movie. And man, if you ever want to do and, and right now, hey, so so other than this Halloween movies. I love to talk Halloween. You want to roll into them? I'll roll in some Halloween movies, man. All like, right. Like, What's yours? I I would say a good one every Halloween that you can go with that I like watching is let's go with Freddy versus Jason. And <laughs> I like the Freddy versus Jason movie because you take these two awesome iconic monsters and we get to see them duke it out. Now. Uh, now, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this was the actual first crossover movie that we got of major characters. Oh, well, I mean, af- now that came out before or after Aliens vs. Predator? I believe it was before. So it was the first of a major franchise crossing over. Right, right. And, and that's, well, that's, well, I mean, it, that, that's if you consider, uh, I believe, at the end of one of the Jason movies. Yeah, you had the, the Freddy's claw, claw the come up yeah. and pulls it down. Now, but see, I don't count that. Okay, okay, we don't count that then. I, I love Freddy versus Jason. It, it's and plus we saw that together. Did we? Is that when you is that, when you were okay. in Mobile? That's the movie we watched. Oh my goodness! I remember that was a horrible experience <laughs> then. Because I was just about to say, when I went to see it in the theaters, I didn't remember if that was with you. It was a loud audience that was very vocal through the entire movie. And, uh, I mean, so be it. Yeah, we're going to watch the 80s cheese factor of Freddy Krueger versus Jason Voorhees, but... I still enjoyed it, and the, the theater experience still sticks with me because there were many, many loud people there mm-hmm. that night. My favorite first Halloween movie is always uh, Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. Oh, Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow is an excellent movie. That's on Netflix right now. It was mm-hmm. just recently came back. Well, I don't ever have to worry about that. I own it. I, okay, I okay. absolutely own it, and I'll own it again whenever I find it for a good price on Blu-ray. Um, I love the story of Sleepy Hollow. I, whenever that movie first was presented, they were talking about Johnny Depp. He's pl- taking a playing a different take on Ichabod Crane. I was like, oh no, no, you can't stick to the story. But then the movie came out and really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed what he did. He even came out and said he thought he was going to get fired because they took their main character and turned him into a twelve-year-old girl. So. <laughs> I, I still thought that uh, it, it's great performances. It's Johnny Depp before he went all every single character that Johnny Depp does now is Jack Sparrow, mm-hmm. right? And it was pre those days, and it, right, and it, he, he could still act. Not that he can't act now, but do you know it, it's weird? Every character he does is Jack Sparrow now. Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, I haven't seen his uh, drama stuff since Pirates of the Caribbean, like that one where he's becomes a computer or anything like that. Right. But, I mean, 
Sleepy Hollow is just a great movie all right. around because it's got it stars Christina Ricci. It stars all the old guy actors like uh, Michael Gambon who plays uh, Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies. Right. Uh, a bunch of the old the old guys in town uh, are recognizable actors. I mean Christopher Lee's in it and oh, yeah. uh, who else? I, I can't remember uh, the guy's name that plays Brom, but uh, it, it's it's a really great movie. It's a really well told story on on this short novella. Um and and it's really great. Here we are in August talking Halloween movies. And I'm ready. I love I, Halloween. I, I know Halloween is my favorite holiday. I'll I'll put that out there. I, I love Halloween, and this year is going to be pretty fun because I have some unique ideas for my entire family to dress up as something for Halloween. Let me since we're on the topic, we'll go back to movies here in a second. Have do you know of any local like has Little Rock got? Uh, and I've heard this concept on another podcast where uh, local areas have uh, mystery scenarios. You go to a place and like it's a theme scenario. Like you have to figure out how to get out of the yes. Oh yeah, yeah. We have, we do have. Yeah, that. my brother just did one like two or three weeks ago. Him and what is that? It, it, okay, you go in, and uh, I believe they lock you into a room, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't speak to, I haven't spoke to him since he's been through it, so I believe they give you a clue, and then you use that clue to maneuver your way through this room, and you keep finding clues to unlock yourself, and you're timed. Okay, so, I mean, but it's it's theme like... Uh uh, the back of a, you're uh, trapped in the back of a van by by a kidnapper, or you're uh, you're in right. the haunted house with a killer, or that right, kind right. of thing. You're in a mystery house, right? I yeah. believe is the setting. You know, a clue esque, mm-hmm. maybe, and uh, you know, you just on a set time, and you have I believe they called it knocks. Like if you can't figure out a puzzle, you can knock on the door. And then somebody outside will give you a, a reply as to whether you're on the right track or not. But you really don't want to do it because you want to succeed. Right, you want to figure it out. You want to succeed. And, yeah, uh, that sounds like something I would love to do on Halloween. I would that, love That's why I brought oh, that up. That would be incredible. Uh, what is your next Halloween movie? I'm going to go with the new master of horror in my... And that's Rob Zombie. Oh, here we go. Oh, you you don't like House of a Thousand Corpses. You don't like Devil's Rejects. You don't like his version of Halloween. Those are three now, to, awesome. To movies. be honest, I have not watched his version of Halloween. I do do I do want to see it, but I I I did not enjoy his foray into horror like you did. What <laughs> House of a Thousand Corpses is very awesome, and then Devil's Rejects. Topped it. I've seen both. Such an awesome movie. Both of them are incredible movies. Uh, both of them are not children friendly. <laughs> that is that is about as far from children friendly as you could get. If you if I'm okay, I don't judge a lot of people, but if you let your child watch Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses, Corpses or Devil's, Devil's Rejects. Rejects. I'm going to judge you, and I don't care. <laughs> I, I could agree with that. I could agree with that. So, so I'm going with the Rob Zombie films. Um, I, I know we've probably strung this out too long, but I hope the people that are listening, you know, uh, 
get ready for Halloween. I'm I'm gonna know what's. Oh yeah, well, I, and we'll I, have I, we'll have many more. I mean, we yes, want to as, yes. as the holidays approach, we're going to talk about more and more because I mean, I love Halloween this much that I'm ready to start talking about it now. Uh, Christmas movies, Thanksgiving movies, and plus, you know, some you might not think like uh, is Die Hard a Christmas oh movie? That God. will be discussed at a later time. Just but words that is a mouth. <laughs> that is one of the things we'll hit. I can't wait for the episode entitled "Is Die Hard a Christmas Movie?" Because <laughs> I have, yes, I have an answer for that. And I also, on the tail end of our uh, "Have You Seen It?", I have a friend who has helped out with some of this, and he sent in a "Have You Seen It?" for Another Earth. Now, did you ever watch that movie? Another Earth. It, it was a movie that came out about the same time as uh, Melancholia. It was a okay. another Earth appeared and they smashing into no, each other. No, they're not no. smashing into each other. But I mean, it's like parallel worlds. Like the, the story is like there's a girl and somebody she knows has died, and and this other Earth appears and people can travel between. And it's possible that this person may not be dead on the other world because it's it's a parallel Earth. Like so, she went people, to the upside down. Yeah, well, kind of. <laughs> that's the other, that's another movie, isn't it? There's an upside down. Right, right. I believe, I believe there, there's another one where there is an upside down. That there were two or three movies that all came around. Melancholia is the only one I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, I cannot think of the upside down one, and then. Another Earth. I, I'm not familiar with Another Earth, so I'll have to check that out. Mm-hmm. And then he also wanted to uh, throw in Safety Not Guaranteed, where we're talking about some tri- time travel stuff, <sighs> which I have not seen that movie, and I intended to see it. I do want to see it, but I unfortunately have not seen my, it yet, My wife so. has tried to talk me into watching Safety Not Guaranteed. Well, we may, ha- we may have to review that at some point. I, I will. I, I can do that. I, I'm pretty sure I can be talked into watching it. And uh, one more thing. I did want to finish up with a book review. I did finish uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Mm. Um, Speaking, that's what started the discussion on time travel. Like I said before, if you don't like Back to the Future time travel, you probably won't like Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Does he need 1.21 gigawatts? (laughs) No, unfortunately he does not need that. But... um, I will try to give a little spoiler-free review. Of course, it's about the child of uh, of Harry Potter, Albus Severus, the one that's seen at the end of the Harry Potter series. In fact, the the end of the Harry Potter series is in this book, a little retelling of that. Uh, nice. Albus and uh, Draco's son, Scorpius, uh, they go on oh, an adventure. What a name. And the characters are done really well. Uh, there, there's a couple of things I predicted that were in the book, but uh, a couple of things I really enjoyed were, uh, number one, was how Scorpius' personality was, how Draco was treated in the books. It's not trite. It's actual, uh, uh, he's a loving father. Uh, Harry, like, and, and I'd never thought about this part, but Harry never had a father, to show him what a father is like. Right. So Harry isn't the greatest father in the world. He's got he's got issues, he's got problems trying to relate to his son and his son of course has problems being Harry Potter's child. And right. uh, moving on into the story, uh, it, it's related a name Cedric Diggory, the story's related to okay. that and there's a cool. couple of plot points with that. I didn't 
particularly enjoy where the book went plot-wise because I thought it was a little derivative uh, of the original story. Now, of course, this was uh, signed off on by J.K. Rowling and written by a couple of other people. Um, but it, it was an enjoyable read. I did end up enjoying the end of the book. I just wish they'd have taken it in a different direction, but that it's possible they could make a movie out of it, and I'd be fine with that, but I, I, I'd like to see more stories go in different directions than just where they went. So, so But I, I do suggest you read it. So when you're talking about people without fathers being bad fathers, the only real question is, is he a better father than Goku? Because <laughs> Goku's, Goku's not that good to Gohan, if you really think about it. Not the American. The American version portrays Goku very good, but you, if you read the manga or watch the Japanese subtitled, Goku really doesn't give a crap about anybody. He just cares about fighting. Hmm. Okay, and I think um, we're probably going to wrap it up. Um, what else have you got? I got nothing. This has been an awesome episode. This has been an awesome episode. I wish we lived closer so that every episode could be done like this. I have nothing. You can find me on Twitter at Maynard98. You can say whatever you want to me because you have that right. And it's free speech. So what do you got? Delete that tweet. Um, I on Twitter at Ricky Westbrook. You can find us on Facebook at or on just search "Not So Southern Gentlemen." Right, and, and on Facebook, You're right, and on Twitter at "Not So Southern G's." Uh, just look up "Not So Southern Gentlemen," and, and that's an account that we both run for "Not So Southern Gentlemen" live. I'm Sean. I'm Ricky. You have a good weekend. Out. <laughs> <laughs>